We find ourselves in our country and in our land a complete mess right now. Actually, the world is a mess. But the only way out of this is going to start with the church. Join us in the Zoom room today as we talk about we the church, how we're going to get out of this. Welcome to the Raising Kids Together podcast. Raising Kids Together is a place where moms of all ages and stages come together from all over the world to walk this journey of mothering with one another. This podcast is just a small glimpse into the things that we are talking about in our daily Zoom meetings. I am your host, Tina Smith, and each week you can listen in as I and others share God's word and grow in our spiritual parenting. I am praying that you are blessed as you listen in. Okay, here we go. I want you to go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. This is where God took me this morning in my quiet time. I don't know if you've noticed, but our land is a mess. We are an absolute disaster right now. We are a mess. And here's the verse that God gave me this morning. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. How many of you would agree with me that our land needs some healing? Big time, big time healing. I want you to jump over to 1 Peter chapter 4. Can somebody put these in the chat for me, please? 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. For it is time for judgment to begin with the family of God. For it is time for the ju- for judgment to begin with the family of God. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? You guys, we are a mess. We are a mess. We as the church are standing here pointing fingers at those who are spiritually dead in their sin, doing what dead people do. And we're blaming them for the condition of our country. When we're pointing our fingers at others, there are three fingers pointed back at us. Am I right? We have got to own our part in this mess that we're in right now. We have to be the first to repent. Guys, this is about the church. It's not about unbelievers. This is about the church. This is what God has brought to wake us up. We are in a stupor. We are complacent. We are sitting in our own little kingdoms that we've built around ourselves and we're doing nothing. 
but pointing our fingers at people who are doing what dead people do. That's what they're doing. And we're sitting here frustrated and wringing our hands. God's concern is for his people, for his church, for his church alone. When you look at the Israelites, why did God send plagues and famine and all of the things that are happening? It was to get their attention. It was about the church. It was about the church. God is trying to get the church's attention. But as long as we see ourselves as the victims in this, we won't walk where we need to walk. We are not victims. We are the perpetrators because we've sat on our hands. We haven't gone before the Lord. I want you to look at the verses prior to that. <clears throat> We're going to back to Second Chronicles. You guys might want to put a bookmark in these chapters because we're going back and forth. I want you to go back to 2 Chronicles 7 again. And I want you to look at this. Okay, Solomon has built the temple and God's presence has fallen on the temple. And Solomon is in prayer before the Lord and the Lord appears to him. Okay, this is the Lord God Almighty who is speaking to him. And he says in verse 13, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among the people. Guys, what are we living with right now? A plague. Then he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Guys. He sent the plague to get our attention. He sent it to wake us up. Here's what we need to own. We need to own our pride. The church has become a prideful people. I'm talking about the church. You are the church. I said, good morning, church. You are the church. In our buildings, we've taken pride in our buildings. We've taken pride in our numbers. We take pride in the programs that we have. We take pride in our wealth as a church. We have to stop. We don't pray. We Prayer is our last resort. Oh my gosh, this has happened. Now let's pray. We walk in sin. We don't see the seriousness of our own personal sin. And we have forsaken our first love. Go to Revelation 2. I rarely go into Revelation with you guys, but Revelation 2, I want you to read with me verses 4 and 5. <clears throat> Actually, I'm going to back up. I'm going to start in verse 1, and I'm going to read, To the angel of the church in Ephesus, I write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. 
that's us. Yet, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you had fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Guys, we're in trouble. We are in trouble and it's our fault. We have forsaken our first love. God's calling us. He's calling us. He brings disaster to get our attention. This is about the church. This is about us. He's calling us. The church's attention, who we are, who are we most concerned about? Our own families. It's the same with God. He's concerned about his family. I want you to go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 22. Because they have forsaken the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of Egypt. Guys, that's part of our heritage. He brought our people out of Egypt. We've forgotten that. We've forgotten that we are part of them and have embraced other gods. We have embraced the gods of our land worshiping and serving them. That's who we serve on a daily basis. That is why he brought all this disaster on them. Second Chronicles 7, 22. But he says to us in verse 19, but if you turn and forsake the decrees and commands I have given you and go off and serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot Israel from my land, which I have given them, and will reject this temple I have consecrated by my name. We have gone off and we have forsaken the decrees of, the, of God. Here's where we have failed, guys. Here's where we have failed. We, we expose sins such as abortion, big issue right now politically. But what about other sins? What about sins of deceit? What about sins of um, unbelief? What about those sins? We're so big about exposing big sins, but we're not, we don't expose our own sin. We failed to uphold the statutes of God. We don't walk in obedience to God. We treat the Bible as if it's a suggestion for us. It's not. It's a command. We're not true lights so that others see God. Because our, our lights are hidden in our own sin. We are salt. We're supposed to be the preservative in a decaying world. Are we adding to the decay? Or are we preserving? What are we doing? We aren't serious about repentance. We say, I'm trying. I hear it all the time. I'm trying, I'm trying. You know what? If you're just only trying, you're holding a sympathy for your sin. You're holding a sympathy for the sin you're walking in and you need to reject that. God doesn't say, oh, try to do harder. He says, no, go do this. Go do this. This is an act of your will, guys. 
This is not, I'm going to try to do better. This is, I'm going to go and I am going to do better because I have a will and I have self-control because the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Walk in it. Walk in it. Begin in your prayer closet. And don't come out until God opens the door on your prayer closet. You fall prostrate on your face. For those of you who were at the retreat and Betsy laid on her face on the floor and prayed to God. That's the posture we need before God right now. On our faces. How are we going to do this? Number one. Number one, we are going to realize who we are. We are the church. We are God's people. We have to own who we are. Your identity in Christ is crucial. Number two, we have got to humble ourselves before God. He says, if my people, you are his people, you are the church, will humble themselves. Understand that it is our attention that the Lord wants, not the world's. He wants the attention of his people. Okay. Stop blaming the unbelievers for acting like unbelievers. That's like looking at your two-year-old and expecting them to act like an adult. You can't, they can't do it. Unbelievers are dead in their sin. They're going to sin. They're sinners. We are the saints and we have to own it. We are not victims. That is humility before God. God I have sinned. I have sinned. This is personal, right? This is personal for every single one of you, myself included. Number three, we have got to pray serious prayers. Serious prayers, guys. Not about making my life more comfortable. Not about building my own kingdom and making sure everything's wonderful. We need to be praying bold prayers, crying out to the Lord, desperate prayers, desperate prayers, attention focused only on Jesus. We've got to pray. That has to be our very first, our very first knee jerk reaction is to fall to our knees before the Lord. That's number three. Number four, we have to seek his face. We don't seek his face. We have to stop going our own way and doing our own things and thinking our own way. We have to tear down our idols. Guys, I don't know what your idols are, but God does. And God will show you if he's, if you're willing to see it. He will show you. This is about us. And this is not condemnation, you guys. This is conviction. 
This is conviction in my heart. We have to obey his commands and do all he tells us to. We're not here to try. We're here to do. Stop trying and do it. Do it. Despite how you feel, despite the emotions you're walking through right now, do it. Turn your face toward God. Turn your face toward him. Number five, turn from your wicked ways. We must repent. Repentance is not just stopping what you're doing. It is turning back to God. This is revival, you guys. And it begins in your individual heart. If you want revival for the church, if you're praying for revival from the church, for the church, it needs to start with you. It starts in your own heart. True revival begins when we recognize we're the problem. That's where revival begins. We're the problem. We have to recognize we are his people. He's called us to be holy. He's called us to a standard that we're refusing to walk in. We're called to be salt and light. That's who we are. But our lack of repentance washes it out. We're called to reflect and represent Jesus Christ to a world that's dying, the world that we're blaming for the problems that we're in right now. We're called to show a world that does not know him who he is, not point the finger at them. We must begin in our own prayer closets. Girls, your homework is to get in your own prayer closet. Fall before the Lord and ask him, what do I need to do, Lord? Where does revival begin in my own heart? It isn't time for the church to rise up. It is time for the church to fall down on its knees before the Lord. Guys, we have to own what's going on in our country. We have to own the fact that we're living in a plague right now. God is getting our attention, or is he? We have to look at this. Do you want that all to go away? Then we have a responsibility in this before the Lord. Okay, I'm going to pray, and we're going to go, because we've got some work to do, girls. Okay? Heavenly Father, Lord, may your conviction fall on your church. May it begin here. God, we have blown it. We have blown it until we turn and see that we are the problem, Lord. We're going to walk in this mess. Lord Jesus, pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out on a Zoom room. Let it just begin here. Let it begin right here in my own personal heart, Lord. We have to get this. We have to get this. Lord, I pray 
that you would open our eyes and open our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your discipline. May your judgment begin right here in my own heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. We've got homework to do.